Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Finally, Eurovision has started! Yes, welcome ladies and gentlemen to another Digital Citizens uh, podcast where I promise you we will talk a lot of Eurovision things. Hi Luke! Hi Fro, hey everybody! Uh, yes, Eurovision has started! Yes. <laughs> yes, it definitely has started. This week. This week, pew pew pew. It's only been two years, right? It, it only took two years for your vision to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I must admit I I felt some happy tears yesterday when the first semifinal was there. I was like, finally, like oh, I've been waiting for this for two freaking years. It's been, uh, yeah. I, I, it's I been quite. Admit. It's been quite an. Or, I mean, you kind of look at it and go, okay, it, it's just a silly song contest, right? But in sure. the wake of 2020, looking at it now, mm-hmm. it's like this is. It's a real. It's a. It's a welcome relief from everything that's happened over the last year, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 I know it's not Jeremy's favorite thing. To talk about but uh for me it's for me it's important and uh yeah maybe you need to skip this episode jeremy (laughs) i don't think we're gonna talk that much about it (laughs) it's not like it's gonna be like a third of the program or anything uh everything will be your vision because when we talk about israel i can talk about how the israeli uh congregation was afraid of being booed on the stage because of the israeli stuff I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, I wasn't really happy when they won a couple of years ago because of the, almost no. the same reason. I had uh, <laughs> I remember having like okay, everybody's treating them them like they're this way because of the song mm-hmm. when they're doing this thing over here. It was kind of that um, look at the look at the pretty blue birdie and take the picture kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this week it has escalated a little. I think now more than maybe ever, the lines are being drawn between uh, the government of Israel and and the uh, maybe the conflict, which has been kind of mired in the ideas of hundreds of years of history, right? And now we are seeing right. the, the Israeli government maybe more as uh, more for what they actually are, right? You mean conniving, thieving uh, war criminals? <laughs> yeah, very right wing uh, uh, religious zealots, maybe. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. complete assholes that should not do what they actually are doing, maybe. Yeah, no, I I feel I feel very strong this week. I I, I felt like I was talking to my dad and I said, and like, I never felt more pro Palestina than I feel this week. It's just like, it's it it 
eagers me to see how angry people get online because people are criticizing Israel for something that is very, very, very criticizable to do. Like, even, like, people who do silly, like, sketch comedy, like, uh, gets in trouble because they're, like, saying some small negative parts about Israel. Like, Israel is this fucking glorious mountain of, everything that is good on the world and we're trying to pick on it it's not like that who sketch what sketch commented is there do you want to say what it was or uh oh i don't remember his name but uh yeah no it it was the scottish uh comedy guy that made oh that right yeah you sent me yeah yeah. it was funny i like that i thought it was good it was Um, super funny but, but because he said something negative about Israel, he gets death track. Oh, right. really? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it, I, I, there's this idea of the Israeli people, um, mm. which I agree with, that the Israeli people have a right to their own space or whatever. Sure. Um, but that doesn't give them the right to kill other people who also need their own space, right? Right. Um, but that also doesn't give the forementioned people, the Palestinians, the right to kill those people. So it's like, there is no winning in this situation. Like, everybody's a bad guy, in a way, right? Um, yeah, it's just that Israel is the biggest douchebags, the biggest guns with the biggest... Well, we'll talk about it. I mean... It's not uh, apples and apples to apples. It's not apples to oranges. Sure. It's like um, apples to an apple seed. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So Israel is the apple. Right. They have pinpoint uh, super technological r- missiles that can like pinpoint a a dime on the ground with with a mm-hmm. giant miss where the Gazans the Hamas has these. <laughs> very put together rockets that are not it, it, like I said it's it's not apples to apples I guess but yeah and Palestine has uh, rocks <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's like fighting David versus Goliath well Hamas does like send they... rockets over to Israel and they've, they've killed one person oh, yeah, yeah they've killed one person so far in this fight right. by the way uh, yeah. but the Israelis are blowing up Associated press offices and entire buildings, like targeting buildings, specifically, it seems like, because the press was there. And Israel doesn't want the press to get the story out of what's really going on. That's what it seems like to me in this article, the first article we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you think about that before I go into the article, I guess? Yeah, no, I I believe that for 110%. Uh, like Israel is completely trying to uh, do the Barbara Streisand effect, or the reverse, yeah, the reverse Barbara Streisand, trying to get rid yeah. of people talking about what's going on. Right? Um, yeah. Israeli airstrikes on Saturday destroys a, destroyed a high rise high rise building that housed the Associated Press offices. So this isn't this isn't like a little newspaper. This is the Associated Press, right? 
12 AP staffers and freelancers were working and resting in the Bureau on Saturday afternoon when Israeli military telephoned and warned giving occupants in the building one hour to evacuate. So it's not like they were like, oops, we accidentally bombed the building. They called them up and said, hey, we're going to blow you up in one hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like, oops, yeah. we accidentally blew up a news building. It's like, hey, nope. we're going to blow up your news building. Get out of there because we're about to blow up your building. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't make it better when it, Israel has this enormous superpower behind it called in the United States of America because... Holy shit! You're well, we'll get it. We're, we'll get into that in one second. Let's continue with this story. This is kind of important. Uh, everyone was able to get out of the building, grabbing a few belongings before three heavy missiles struck the twelve-story building, collapsing it into a giant pile of dust. No one was hurt in the airstrike. Uh, this was a second home for AP journalists and marked a new chapter in chapter in it already rocky relationship between the Israeli military and international media. Press freedom groups mm. condemned the attack. They accused the military of, uh, which claimed the building housed Hamas, of trying to censor coverage of is Israel's relentless offensive against militants. Ahead of the demolition, of AP placed urgent calls to the military of Israel, um, but they were ignored or told there was nothing to be done. Have you seen the video of the guy calling and being like, we just want to go get our cameras? <laughs> mm, Have you seen the yeah. video of this? Yes, yes, yes. The, the, I think it was a guy from Al Jazeera who was also like, this building was basically all just a bunch of different um, news outlets. Mm. He's calling them saying, hey, just let us go in there. Give us 10 minutes before you blow it up so we can just get our cameras so we can. But clearly Israel was like, we don't want you to get your cameras because that's the reason we're blowing mm -hmm. this building up. Yeah, no. And that is kind of like, like I said, that is kind of the the thing when they, they have so much power. Like the Israel state has uh, power and money and it has collected this huge backing behind it. It's not only America, it's like fundamentalists on on every like place on on in the country, even Norway, like supports Israel's rights to do what they do. And I find that so baffling. I find it so in oh hated. Yeah, it says here the fr Foreign Press Association, which represents 400 journalists working for international media organizations in is Israel and Palestine, uh, have expressed grave concern and dismay over the attack of this building. So yeah, um, you would think the U.S. would be like, oh, we're really upset about this since an Associated Press building was blown up by another government you think that that would be mm -hmm. a bad thing right you, you remember like last year when trump was in office and the, maybe it was two years ago and there was this whole big thing about press freedom and there's that one guy <coughs> on like the white house press forum and he's like oh i'm being censored for the msnbc guy remember that mm -hmm. yeah i do remember where's that, that guy yeah. <laughs> when they blow up yeah. a press building <laughs> 
I mean, come on, guys. Seriously, this is just getting... I mean, the hypocrisy is kind of silly. And the, and I, I feel like it's not ending either. It's like, it, like, like everybody's so freaking afraid of calling out something that is so obvious to everybody else watching it. And that is because, guess what? Israel has a lot of power behind it. I mean, I mean with the Biden administration helping it with $735 million dollars to bombs like how 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 do you how do you how how do you do that with conscience like it is such a fuck you to the palestinian people there that is having problems I, I think it's a uh, fuck you to everybody who just even looks at what's going on here with like a yeah. who has a heart in their body, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how. Well, it says here that in this article that uh, th this plan this was planned five days before the Gaza militant group Hamas started firing rockets towards Israel. Mm -hmm. So they're they're saying even in this article about this they're saying oh well it's it's the people it's Hamas's fault for firing rockets. That's what started. Mm. Like that's not what started all this. I, well, we'll no. talk about this, but uh, Joe Biden's administration is readying a seven hundred and thirty-five million dollar sale of precision guided weapons to Israel. A move that was prepared a week before the country became embroiled in a deadly conflict. The conflict has now stretched into the second week of fight, second week of fighting, with more than two thousand five hundred rockets directed tor towards Israel, killing 10 in Israel. How many have died in, in Palestine, <laughs> by the way? More than 10. Yeah, yeah more than more 10. Than 10. <laughs> uh, yeah. It says uh, 100, uh, one uh, 197 Palestinians have been killed, which actually that's more than that now, because this is an old article. Mm -hmm. That's according to Al Jazeera. Biden expressed support for a ceasefire in a call with Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu Monday after growing pressure from Democrats uh, because before that he had said Israel has the right to defend itself. That Initially, Biden, when this first started, came out and said, listen, Israel has a right to defend itself. That was his stance. And if you look back at the last like five presidents when it comes to bombing Palestine... That's all. That's yeah. every one of their stance is Israel has the right to defend yep. itself. But in this situation, yep. is Israel defending itself? I'm uh, sorry. What does defending yourself mean? <laughs> yeah, no. When defending means attacking someone, I don't buy that as an argument. Like as a, as as the pacifist of us, like I hate war. I. I've 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 said this many many times. I will never ever bear a gun. I I will never ever touch a gun. And for me, for me, seeing uh, this, I I I just got so tired of it, and I got it was so awful to watch. Uh, uh, Luke sent me a Twitter threat on some no, yeah, Saturday. Uh, and I was no, like, it was Friday. At... It was even earlier than yeah. in, the, in the week than that. Like very, and, like 
last week, if you listen back to last week's show, we were kind of on the fence about this whole situation a little bit. Yeah. Because yep. Thursday is really when everything popped Things. off. Right. Yeah. And just seeing how people are treated down there and, like, uh, how how people are feeling this on their body, it touches me to the core. I get very, very sad about it. And it's just, just like, yeah, I, I feel bad because there's never going to be somebody that is set responsible. That is mostly also what I feel angry about. Nobody is going to put Netanyahu in front of the uh, court system in, in, in Hague. Like, that is never, ever going to happen, because Israel is so special. Everybody has to protect Israel. You, you're not a good Christian if you don't support Israel. Well, stop fucking being a Christian. <laughs> that, right. I mean, Biden is <laughs> Biden's a very hardcore Catholic, which is yeah. part of Christianity. And he, yeah. in the same way that Trump backed Israel because of his evangelical Christianity, Biden is backing Israel because of his hardcore Catholicism. And I don't think people, I think people see those as like two separate things. But when yeah, it comes to it is, Israel, it's yeah. not separate. Those are two, yeah. th- like, biblically, I guess, they're the same thing, right? Mm. And, but yeah, let's, uh, let's hear what your amazing president of the United States uh, says when he's asked about Israel. Right. Biden was asked about Israel um, while test driving... An electric, a, a fully electric truck in Michigan. Okay, was it a Tesla? Was it? No, no. It's uh, I think it's a Ford. Okay. Um, I think this has to do with like he's he, the big thing that Biden's trying to do is make all cars electric by a certain. Mm-hmm. I think it's twenty twenty five. So we'll go ahead and we'll play this. It's really, it's really kind of sad. Going, give me a countdown. It is very sad. Uh, in uh, three, two, one, play. They cover up yeah. cars like this that are new to like hide the. How's it drive, Mr. President? Can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive? No, you can't. No, you can't. Unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> I'm only teasing. Wow. Okay, you, you ready? Wow. <laughs> Not unless you get in front of the car while I step on it, is what he said when she asked if she could ask a question about Israel. And then he does a burnout. And then he does a burnout, and the press is like, oh, that's so great. Oh. <laughs> okay, we can stop there. I think that's good enough. Do you understand why that's so offensive? <laughs> uh, that is so offensive. Not only does he, he like... The, not answer the question. He also like jokingly threatened to kill the people that asked the question. Well, the biggest, uh, most offensive part of that to me is that mm, in the last few years during Black Lives Matter protests, when people mm-hmm. would block cars, police have literally run people over. So he's making a joke about running over protesters. Is what I see here happening. Right. He's making yeah. a joke about running over Black Lives Matter protesters. Like, remember Charlottesville, where a 
woman was uh, killed yep. by somebody running them yep. over because they were protesting? Like, he's joking about that. This is so fucked up. <laughs> Why aren't more people talking about how fucked up this is? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, I, I find it quite offensive as well. It's just like, I, 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 I had hopes for Biden. I, I really do. Did. And, uh, I never did. He's, so, uh, I, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. To, to a certain point, I was, uh, uh, at least he will be not Trump. And I, I, I've I, always I I had, had that thing in the back of my mind of him in the Congress talking about the crack house laws and getting rid of raves. And I've always right. known that Biden wasn't a great guy. So, yeah, no. But uh, no, he's he's just proving that uh, he's uh, in in line to be one of the worst presidents of the United States, and uh, that's uh, definitely what you need now nowadays. That the Corona is going up as well uh, because the CDC has uh, made it official. They have made it uh, a breakthrough decision on masks. Look, right? Have you heard about this Very in big. America? Sorry? Have you heard about this in America? The, the, no. Ch- you, the change in mask rules? You haven't heard I, about it. You, you told me about it. Okay. <laughs> it says the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Thursday said masks and social distancing are no longer necessary for people who have been fully vaccinated. A move that is a move that the agency says was driven by scientific evidence. Uh, that the vaccine plays a major role in curbing both infections and transmissions. In particular, three recent studies that demonstrate the impact of vaccines on symptomatic and asymptomatic infections, one study published last week on the effectiveness of vaccines against variants uh, that are known to be circulating in the United States, uh, numerous reports in the literature demonstrate that the safety and real-world effectiveness is shown with COVID-19 vaccines. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, what's happening here, they're saying you don't need to wear masks inside. If you have a vaccine, you don't, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. I think that's if to break it down. Uh, for, right. for, in America, uh, they're saying, of course... In, like, certain situations, if you're in, like we were saying last week, let's say you're on a cruise ship, probably still a good idea to wear a mask, but the CDC is saying you don't need to wear a mask. But Mm -hmm. I'm also seeing in other articles, the reason the CDC is saying you don't need to wear a mask is a push to try to get people to get vaccinated. Hmm. Because... People who are vaccinated are allowed to not wear a mask, right? Ah, okay. So that means if you're not vaccinated, you aren't allowed to not wear a mask. So this, in a way, it makes me go, is this actually... It kind of reminds me of when Dr. Fauci said, hey, uh, masks aren't, aren't effective, when it really was that they wanted to save masks for frontline workers which was a lie. Right. Mm. Is this the same thing where they're saying uh, it's it's okay to not wear a mask because they want people to get vaccinated? Is this like another like weird double 
trick, you know what I mean? Double <laughs> like, bluff. Double, double bluff, bluff, right. Yeah. Because I've yeah. seen articles saying the whole reason they're doing this is so that it'll it's an incentive for people to get vaccinated. Hey, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like it's a carrot, almost. Right, right, exactly. What are they called? The carrot and the stick. Yeah. Right, yeah. They are using it as a... As a carrot. As a way to Instead get of a stick. Yeah. 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 And do you think it'll work, I guess, is the best question. Uh, no, um, because people that uh, don't want to take the vaccine is not going to take the vaccine because they don't uh, have to go with masks. People are crazy and uh, right. they the, get the yeah. in their heads. Because They're the reason they don't want the vaccine is because of like these, the but, mark of the beast and things like that. And that yeah. has no effect on... If you, you're right, they weren't going to wear a mask anyways, the Mark of the Beast kind of people. And I mean, that that whole new thing this week, or was it last week? The Facebook thing where people were, hey, we need to wear a mask because people who are are vaccinated, the the RNA vaccine is giving off something. So the the anti-vax people are now afraid of people who've been vaccinated. And so they want to wear masks to avoid getting some kind of weird disease from the vaccine? Have you heard this? No. <laughs> this, I is a, not this is a this new conspiracy, conspiracy online of people who are afraid that people who are vaccinated are giving <sighs> something to people who aren't vaccinated. So people who aren't mm. are like anti-vaxxers are now wearing masks, masks because they're afraid of people who are vaccinated. So it's this whole weird reverse logic. It's, <laughs> yeah. At least, at least it gets people to wear a to mask. wear a mask, right? Yeah, like yeah. maybe we should have done this a year ago. <laughs> just tell them, just tell them that the the medicine will give you breath, like devil breath. Yeah, it's you know, it's all silly. You know, I mean, I don't know about this whole CDC thing as far as. Like, I think I said last week or the week before, like, I'm just going to keep wearing a mask for a while. So I don't really yeah. care what the CDC says, to be honest. Um, right. When I look at Japan, when I look at South Korea, they've been wearing masks for 20 years, 15 years, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Way before this pandemic. So I have no reason to go back to not wearing a mask. I went to stores because of the CDC thing. Um, there are certain stores here in America or at least in Oregon, where I live, uh, I went to a couple stores this week, and one of at least one of them I went to, it said mask optional. Where, uh, like, on the door of every store now, it says, like, you must wear a mask. Like, it has, like, a notification. This store, I went into it, it said, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. If you are vaccinated, you have to, or if you're not vaccinated, you have to have to wear a mask. And it was, like, on the door. Yeah. So, obviously, that's, like, um... You have to, like, trust the anti-mask people to yeah. who aren't vaccinated. Like, it's like a, a moment of trust. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Um, which I don't trust those people, so why would I? You know what I'm saying? But I went into that store, and everybody was wearing a mask. The store clerk, everybody. Um, hmm. So I think it also comes down to, like, um, 
like like we said, common courtesy. You don't want to mm. be the other person that's not wearing the mask in the store because you're going to be looked at the as the odd one out. Even it's just, um, I think this guidance it doesn't really cover the social aspects of wearing masks, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's this whole thing of like, if you're wearing a mask, people go, okay, that I don't need to worry about that person. But if somebody's not wearing a mask, then you go, okay, are they vaccinated or are they not? Now, I don't know. I don't know this person. So how am I supposed to know if they are or not, not vaccinated? It's, the whole guidance is kind of fucked up to begin with. I totally agree. Uh, let's uh, take a little trip over uh, the pond uh, to the north of the way. Uh, Norway will not uh, receive usage of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine due to concerns about blood clotting issues that arose in some patients after taking the first dose. Uh, uh, Reuters reported uh, citing a local newspaper that Prime Minister Arno Solberg is expected to announce that, uh, and she did, that the country's decision on whether on using the vaccine manufactured by Johnson and Johnson as well, but they said they would keep that, so that's good news. I oh, think. they did. Uh, okay. Sorry? The Johnson and Johnson is the one, the one-shot vaccine, uh, but it's not as effective as, like, the Moderna or the AstraZeneca, which are the two-shot. Right. Like, it's, like, I think it's 89, and the AstraZeneca and the Moderna are more like 94, 95%. Uh, just to let you know, if you, <laughs> for people in Norway who are going to get vaccines soon. Right. Uh, if we say a final note, uh, the AstraZeneca vaccine, this could also impact our ability to consider using the uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which is built on the same technology. Right, uh, and it says here the U.S. has not authorized AstraZeneca f- uh, for emergency use, while the Johnson and Johnson remains available across the United States. Yeah. No, so this is interesting. I mean, it it means that it's probably going to be a little slower in the vaccine. Uh, because that's the one that's been being put put out mostly there, right? AstraZeneca. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first uh, one we got. Yeah, you gotta get 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 you gotta get into Moderna gang like me. I'm I'm Moderna gang all the all day. So. Uh, my dad is Pfizer. So. Pfizer. Oh, right. Yeah. Fi- oh yeah, I forgot about Pfizer completely. <laughs> yeah. They also have uh, two two vaccines, so right. that's good. Um, and then we can go over the pond again, not as far, but to Dan of the Mark. <laughs> See what are they there? <laughs> because Nor of the yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we talked about minks and uh, Denmark before. Uh, tell me about the mink problems they're having this time. Right. Uh... We call the very first variant that came out, the UK variant, we called it the mink variant when it first came out because it came from these minks. Um, Denmark this week has begun digging up millions of cold minks that were buried six months ago because of concerns that the mass graves could contaminate drinking water in a nearby lake. 
Oh my gosh. Of course. You didn't think about this before you buried them? Like... them near a fucking drinking water. And you didn't... How? Like, maybe you should have, like, uh. wrapped them in plastic or something before you... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just seal oh, them in something, like, a, before you... Don't just, like, put them all... Whatever. The Danish government ordered the country's entire mink herd, one of the biggest uh, ever to be called in early November, something like 17 million minks. Most of the yeah. minks were burned in a waste incinera incinerators, but limited capacity forced the authorities to bury some 4 million of the 17 million minks. Some minks soon resurfaced from the soil after gases from decomposition decomposition pushed them up out of the ground, prompting complaints from local health officials. <laughs> this has just been uh, like, from the beginning, this has been like, a, such a quagmire of like... <laughs> yeah. Of a problem. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's such a weird problem, like... I, I... And, like, how stupid are you? If you do, like... Uh, take a shovel and and you bury thousands of minks just by a lake. Like, I would never ever do that. I would put it in the <laughs> middle. Well, of my the only mouth. thought is like, okay, oh, wait. yeah, it's like, think about it. It's like it, it's six months ago, eight months ago, and it's the height of the pandemic, and you're you're a government, and you're like, oh my god, we just found out about this variant, and it's spreading. Like, what do we... It's like a rush to figure out what the hell do we do. And I can see how in a rush you'd be like, okay, just fucking bury it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sure. But then for it... We covered it when it got... When they started dying. We covered it when they buried them. And then we also covered it once the bodies started just resurfacing out of the ground like zombies, zombie minks. Um, mm. And now for this to happen, it's like, clearly... You fucked up. Clearly, like, somebody needs to be held accountable for... Whoever was like, you know what we should do is bury them. That person needs to... Needs to, uh... Ne they need to address that they, they made a mistake, right? I, I totally agree. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, like, it is so extremely weird. I mean, especially since we're seeing... This was the first variant we saw, and now what we're seeing is, like, the Indian variant is getting mm. insane in India right now and it's it's spreading yeah. the indian variant is spreading and so yeah it's something to look at i feel so sorry for our brothers and sisters in in india i i, I really do oh yeah I, and and, and this new variant is very contagious and it's it's coming yeah. it's coming for other places in the world so uh, this is a global pandemic which we've been saying this whole time and nobody seems to be paying attention to. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like, oh, global pandemic. It means that I'm going to cough for two weeks and then I can be outside again. No, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we hate the Swedes here in Norway. <laughs> See? I was right all along. <laughs> uh, okay, but talking about animals, uh, do you like boars? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a, a boar, like, in real life. Even in a zoo. Really? No, I mean, like, oh, I like actual, yeah. like, regular domesticated pigs I've seen, but I don't ever remember seeing a boar, ever. I've seen a boar many times in the zoo. 
Oh, okay. And of course, in the Jungle Book. Oh, uh, no. Uh, Isn't Timona a boar? Yeah, but that's not Jungle Book. That's uh, Lion King. Oh, Lion King. Sorry. I was like, I know what you're saying. Wrong Disney movie. Right. (laughs) The Lion King. That's what I meant, yeah. Is it Pumba? Pumba? Pumba. Pumba, right? Pumba. Hakuna Matata? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he took a vacation in Rome. Uh, Yeah, a herd of wild boars surrounded a woman who had just come out of a supermarket in Rome and stole her shopping, rekindling a debate about the presence of uh, wild animals in Italy's towns and cities. I think this was the same place, remember that wild boar that stole that guy's iPad? Yeah, I do remember that. Right. A video posted to social media Thursday shows the boars approaching and uh, cornering the woman in a supermarket uh, parking lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, the animals, four adults and two young boars, pursued the woman as she backed away, attempting in vain to keep them at bay. Uh, the angry woman is then forced to drop her shopping ground shopping bags to the ground, uh, which the shopping bags are then immediately raided by these animals. So we got a 30-second <laughs> video here uh, to play, so... Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're... I, I have seen this video before. I, I haven't talking. seen it, so give me a countdown. Okay. In, <laughs> in three, two, one, play. So somebody else is filming it, obviously. And she, she's like trying to get away from them, but they're clearly... <laughs> oh, they, they like, they flanked her because she went around the car one way and they like... Oh, they got it. They got the bag. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Pamba. Why are you doing that? Come on. Well, it means no worries for the rest of your days, Froso. Uh huh. It's our problem free philosophy. Steal this lady's groceries. Hakuna Matata. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think she has, like, some Pokemon cards in there? That is probably why they were actually after her. She had like a yeah. She had a shiny Charizard, uh, from the new set. Shiny Charizard, yeah. Uh, she had the shiny is it, Charizard. Is it, I I don't remember who I watched on YouTube that had sent in uh, a lot of like Charizards. I I think maybe it was Ludwig actually uh, that had sent a lot of like uh, to proposal and he got nine 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 nine. Oh really? To, like, there, there was yeah. some guy on uh, on Twitch. I don't remember who it was. He opened like a forty thousand dollar like pack or a box of Pokemon recently, and then mm-hmm. he, I think he unpackaged like a shiny uh, Pikachu, and then burned like the entire box in front of everybody because he just to say like "fuck you, ah. Pokemon nerds." <laughs> Wow. Right, <laughs> which made a lot of people very upset. But Target is pulling Pokemon cards, sports cards, and trading cards after a fight in one of their stores, bro. <laughs> yeah, because screw the fucking Palestinian-Israel conflict. Let's fight over Pokemon cards. Target said it will pause sales of Pokemon cards and trading cards, citing safety concerns to shoppers and employees. 
In a statement emailed to USA Today, the retail giant said the cards will still be available for purchase on its website, but no longer in brick-and-mortar stores. Okay. Last week in Brookfield, Wisconsin, a fight broke out at a Target store after a disagreement over uh, trading cards. Police said the altercation ended with a man who had been attacked by four others who pulled out a gun on them. Pokemon trading cards have surged in popularity, leading to shortages across the country. According to support pages for the game, Pokemon, uh, the company, is aware of the issues tied to high demand and global shipping constraints. Uh, They said, we understand, this is from, from the Pokemon people, we understand the inconvenience can be disappointing to fans, and we are working to address uh, this problem, right? Older Pokemon cards can fetch hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, CNN reported recently a rare Charizard card was sold for nearly $400,000. So that's why people are getting crazy about these trading cards. Mm. I mean, pulling a gun on somebody in Target over Pokemon cards? This is getting kind (laughs) of silly. Kind of silly? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's more than kind of silly. I think it's flabbergastingly idiotic. I blame Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I do blame... I blame Jake Paul for a lot, Luke. <laughs> I blame Jake Paul for this specifically, because I think he was the one that really started this whole nutty trend of, like, uh, overinflating the prices of these cards, right? So... Yeah. And funny enough, this is not the last time we will talk about the Paul brothers. Yeah, fucking fuck, fuck, fucking shit. (laughs) Whatever do you mean, Luke? (laughs) I have no clue what you're talking about. It's not like we saw it together or something. Uh, Hey, uh, I believe in UFOs. You believe in UFOs. Uh, I think anybody who doesn't believe in UFOs at this point is just living under a rock or is being willfully ignorant, but sure. (laughs) Hey, we had a friend that had never heard of the Me Too movement. That's true. You're right. Okay. The rock is bigger than we think sometimes. Yeah, but because finally... (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to do it again. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's this leaked Navy video that uh, appears to show some UFOs up in California. Well, let's play the video first, and then we'll talk about it. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Okay. Uh... Especially when it says, oh, unfortunately, this video is not available in your region. That's a very good video. Oh, well then, let's not play the video. Um... Oh, hold on. I found it on YouTube here, Luke. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this was just, it, this has no views, so we're, watch, we're watching a video with no view, that, it's very rare on YouTube, but okay, give me a countdown. Yep. In uh, three, two, one, play. Okay. That's it's definitely a moving object. So this was filmed by the Navy, uh, off of the coast of California. It looks like a muffin. I mean, they're clearly targeting oh, it with some oh, kind of like. Rocket the ability to launch Hilo ASAP. 
splashing in Barry Arena. You can see like the yeah. the crosshairs. They're targeting it with some kind of weapon system, obviously, and they're following it, but they're not shooting at it, so they're not like. It looks like it's infrared. Yeah, like an older version of infrared because it's black and white infrared. Which nowadays they use like the color infrared, but. What was splashed? Splashed. Mark bearing a range. Right, and it went down into the into the water. So it was floating above the water, uh, like a few, like a, a ways above the water, and then it went in. It broke the. It it went from flying like a plane to it going into the water like a submarine, which is that's weird for uh, any kind of craft to be able to do to be able to be a craft that can fly and then also swim that's beyond any kind of technology that we have as humans right the truth is out there look i think the first time like way back in the day even with when tilly was still on the show we had talked about ancient aliens or something and i remember fro being mm. like Aren't we more worried about like what's in the ocean? We haven't even explored the whole ocean. Why are we so worried about <laughs> yeah. aliens like in outer space? Well, what if the uh, yeah. aliens are in the ocean? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Bookie bookie. It will explain a lot. Like uh, a lot of people are like, "Oh, there's no way aliens would be able to travel so far just to meet us." Well, what if the aliens were here the whole time? Right? Right. Nobody can hear you scream in space, look. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Baby bear! <laughs> People that never seen that movie will... Well, I have no idea what's going on, right? Yeah. But everybody else is laughing. Uh, hey, uh, Trum uh, likes to tell us the truth, and he has some thoughts on the conflict in the West Bank and Gaza. This is Trump trying to tell us the truth. When Hitler won over France in the beginning of the Second World War, he did something strange. Now, it was not very strange, really. It was that in 1918, when the Germans had to surrender, they did it in a train wagon. When French had to surrender for Germany in 1940, they did it in the same wagon. Why are I talking about this? Because war always continues and conflict always continues because some part want to humiliate their opponent humiliation never helps it always come back to haunt you when we didn't humiliate Germany after the Second World War that stopped the race of new fanatic powers when you're trying to do after the First World War yeah you know the fucking result about that I don't know what to think about that Israel and Palestinian conflict anymore because the people who are running Gaza and the West Bank are not nice people. I'm not trying to pretend they are. They trained up their kids to be anti Semites. But at the same time, Israel is humiliating them again and again and again and again. So, what do you do when you have no, no choices in life? The opportunities to raise something to get better never going to be real. You start to do the only thing you can. Killing. Shooting. 
what do they have to lose? Hmm. That's what happened. And we do that generation and generation. Uh, a friend of mine, a Boston, said that he feared for many of the people uh, 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 in, in the ex Yugoslavia who lived in Norway because the only way of dealing with conflict they knew about was through shooting and fighting. That is what you're going to see. If we keep humiliating the Palestinians again and again, these results will come back again and again. We, we can't kill them. We cannot lock them into cages. Because there's something strange that people have nothing to lose. They will shoot and they will haunt us again and again and again. The problem with those, uh, <laughs> with the conflict in there is because is religious is based on this fucking stupid book people still believe in somebody think that God gave me some certain rights and certain powers and the end of times gonna happen in their country yeah that's most controlling international politics today still that fairy tale book if you call Quran or you call the Bible or you call the Torah it's all fucking fairy tales. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But we're still using it as a guiding star to dealing with this conflict. We should stop killing children. And Israel, Palestinians should stop sending rockets. But if you're going to stop them from sending rockets, you have to give them something to look forward to. Now, there's nothing to look forward to. You cannot threaten them with killing them. Who gives a shit when all the choice you have is being killed on the road? Anyhow, when you give people nothing to live for, nothing to look forward to, and nothing to win, no self-respect, and constantly humiliation, this is the result. Nobody on the Israeli side is certain to get a rocking in their house. But if they don't want that, they have to start thinking about how they deal with conflicts and get the adult people, not the religious fanatics or lunatics who believe in the fucking strange bullshit books from, from the ancient times. It's time to the adult people, people who use their fucking brains to deal with this conflict. This is Tron, Tron the truth. Thank you, Tron, for your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to go into there. Um, I mean, I agree, yeah. I agree with a lot of what he says, but then some of some of what Tron said, I, I, I'm not 100% sure on. But it's like this whole situation is so... There's a lot of gray area, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but then there's a lot of black and white as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but finally, Eurovision has come back. So, semi-final one I've seen this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, was yesterday. Azerbaijan, Belgium, Cyprus, Israel, Lithuania, Malta, Norway, Russia, Sweden, and Ukraine went through. Uh, we lost Australia to nobody's surprise, Croatia. Uh, Ireland, North Macedonia, Slovenia, but sadly we also lost 
Romania that was Roxon with uh, Amnesia. I, I think really we should like talk more that. about Australia though, because that was a favorite in 2020 <laughs> with that uh, other definitely. song of hers. And this one, yeah. I mean, it obviously was a copy and paste. We even said that at the time, but it's just, it's, it was very, very much so. It was just so much worse. And the dancing, oh my gosh, the dancing. Yeah, and the screaming. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, it was awful. But uh, yeah, no. Um, but uh, that is uh, something I've watched on TV this week. Uh, what have you watched on TV? I saw something called uh, Black Death. This was, I think it's a p- part of Cake, that FX it show. It is a part of Cake. It is. Right, it's like a, I would say it's kind of like an Adult Swim type thing, where it's like a mm-hmm. seven to ten minute episode, but this one is all based in like the, during the Black Death, like that time period, but it's a, com- it's a animated comedy it's kind of funny it's like if you just need uh this is like the tv version of tiktok the show right i really i really really like this it's like Uh, it's just little snippets it's not like an hour and a half long first episode like some other shows we're going to talk about so uh overall i'd probably give it i don't know uh a 7.5 pretty fun i really like cake in the first place Mm mm-hmm so when I saw this was coming out, I was very happy, uh, and I, 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 I really liked it. I should I say it's available it. on Hulu as its own show. Like if you just look up Black Death oh, on Hulu, it yeah, okay, uh, it'll come up. You don't have to actually watch all of Cake just to see the show. I would say this that Cake is kind of the FX version of Adult Swim, kind of. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I, I guess what. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think cake is uh, very, very underrated. It's one of my most underrated shows that's on TV right now. Yeah, it's very uh, tongue in cheek. It's very goofy. Yeah. What else did you see? Uh, talking about the show that I think nobody is talking about for some reason is the Protocol Sun because that had this season premiere this week, so I binged it. Uh, season two, I really liked it. I think season two is a very nice follow up to season one. I uh, saw season I didn't... two. I didn't even know. Sorry, this... I saw season two. I didn't know this. So you're saying season three, episode one, came out this week? Is that what you're saying? No, uh, season uh, two, episode thirteen, came out. This oh, okay, right, okay. Last of, of this season, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, like I said, I I I really like this show. It's a very uh, good played. Uh, I don't know if people are still watching it, and I find that uh, it's a little sad because it's it's a show that I think people should watch. I mean, it's it has that um, the slight problem of what's a what's the word for it? The net network of it you know it's got that very network sure, tv show a, thing but yeah. the acting uh, the main characters acting is very very good that's the best mm-hmm. the best thing about the show i think uh oh cool i saw the drowning which 
<laughs> I was very confused by because it, let's see where did I see this? I think I saw it on Prime. Um, yeah, and it's a BBC thing. But yeah, and they were saying, "Oh, it's this brand new Prime show." Oh, no, Again. it's a BBC show from like I don't know, twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah. Um, but the show is kind of interesting. It's just that there's a whole scene in here that was in an American show about a, a year ago, I think. I feel like this show, there was another show that stole the concept of this show and then did it last year. Um, but it was all right. I, I like the acting. I like the main character. I think, the, I guess the concept is this woman, her child drowns, but they don't ever find the body. And then mm -hmm. like 10 years later, She's driving down the street, and she sees this kid going into school, and she's like, holy crap, that's my dead son ten years later. Um, and then it's her trying to figure out whether or we whether it is or whether it's not her son, which is pretty interesting, to be honest. Uh, I gave it a... I gave it a 6.5. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh... I watched a Norwegian show called Perny, uh, and it is uh, with a Norwegian actress called Henriette Stenstrup. It's a comedy uh, drama. Uh, it's more on the comedy part than the, the drama part, I would say. Uh, very much a very big surprise because I don't really like Norwegian television. Okay. Uh, I, and I definitely don't like Norwegian comedy shows. Uh, but I I would recommend uh, if you would uh, get a hold of this to try to watch it. Actually, look, I think you will very much like it. I give it an eight. What was it called again? I will uh, I will give you the name in chat. Right. <laughs> with Norwegian spelling, so, yeah. Sure. Uh, I saw... Where should we go next? The Upshaws? Did you see The Upshaws? I did not. Uh, you're going to hate this show, uh, because it's a sitcom, and I know Fro I know. is not a big fan of sitcoms, but this also is starring Mike Epps. One okay. of the greatest comedians of all times, if you know anything about Mike Epps. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I do. It's about a guy who is... He's got, like, five kids and, like, three wives. And he works as, like, a mechanic. And um, it's... The very first episode is that very cliche sitcom episode where there's two birthday parties happening at once and he has to go back and forth between them and try not to get caught because neither but both moms want them to, want him to be at the birthday party so he has to do the thing where he's like oh I'll be back in an hour I got to go get ice and then goes to the other birthday party like it's the <laughs> most you know the the sitcom thing you've seen about a billion times um yeah, you'll hate this show. I gave it a one. <laughs> wow. I I think I maybe need to see this some. Uh, what else did I see? Uh, Lego Masters Australia Season 3. Wow, this show is making what? the rounds, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I love Lego Master. Love Lego Master! You hated the American yeah. version, I think, right? I did, yeah. Okay. I did think the American version was that good. 
but uh, the Australian is the best. I, I, I have said that before, and uh, I will say it again. And this season was maybe the best season so far. I would give it a 10 out of 10, but that's me personally. <laughs> oh, this isn't the first season. So they've been doing it. How long? Have, how many seasons? Sorry. Uh, this is season three, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, did you, you watched Underground Railroad, right? I did. Okay. I saw two. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Um, I have neither because it's very fucking depressive. That's what I was about. I, I don't know if I can watch more of this. Uh, it's got Roots vibes, but in a... You know what I mean? Yes. Roots from like the yes. 80s or 90s or whenever Roots came out. Um, mm -hmm. But they take the... Uh, the Underground Railroad was a system of houses and hidden spaces in the south, on the east coast, to try to move slaves from the south to the north. It wasn't an actual train. In this show, it's an actual physical tra like train, which I'm kind of going like, is that acceptable? I, I, I don't know how to feel about it, you know? Hmm. I, I like the premise of the show, like I said, it's it, but it's just very, very depressing TV show. It's it, it's maybe I just haven't nothing. seen enough of it yet. But like, did people come back in time and put a train underground, or how did right. you know what I mean? No, we were just we we are just supposed to accept the think. fact that a, yes, that Elon Musk had to like create a boring tunnel system to even start doing something like this in 2019, but somehow they right. created a train underground in, what, the eight, the 1700s? Okay, sure. Something, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I said, it's a very good show. It's just, oh, it's so depressing, and... It's I hard watch. to watch. I think hard to watch is, yeah. I mean... They, I, and they wanted it to be hard to watch, I think. They, they were going mm. for, like, this is... Uh, we're gonna like really put this out there as like uh, something that it's painful to see, and because it was painful for the people experiencing it. And I understand that. You know what I mean? I get that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What would you give it though? Oh, I gave it a seven. I thought the acting was still good. Yeah, I give it an eight. I just think the concept is a little like, who decided to make this show? <laughs> But uh, let's talk about the show. I definitely liked better than you because holy fuck, I love this show. Let's talk about Girls Forever. What do you this mean? I love this show. What do you mean I, I, you liked it more than me? <laughs> you gave it an eight or something. That's a good score. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I know. And okay. I'm saying I liked it even more than you. Oh, I see. Okay. You made it sound oh, like yeah, I didn't yeah. like it, and I was like, wait a second, last week I no, said no, I, no. I recommended and said you have to see this. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I'm just saying that I liked it even more than you, because guess what? This is my favorite show of the year so far. I don't know about that, I, but it is very good. I freaking love this. Hoo-ha! Wing, 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 balong. Yeah, no, this is about this one-hit wonder uh, girl group from the 90s. Uh, 
that of course is this rapper uh, and has this like I mean the play of people in this group like uh, Sarah Borales as Dawn and Paul Pell and Bussu Phillips it's so it's so whimsy it is so funny I am super surprised that you like this because of the music uh, elements of this oh I fast forwarded uh, yeah. I just fast forwarded through that Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, and that was very. It was only one, like, what, two minute segment, and the rest of it's so funny. It's like it doesn't matter to me. Uh, right. There's something else we're gonna talk about that I fast forwarded through a little later. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. This, uh, this, I've very much liked. I'm going to give it a ten out of ten. Okay. So, Halston. Speaking of things, I, I fast forwarded. Halston. Fast forwarded through Liza Minnelli section. Oh. I totally fast forwarded through Liza Minnelli <laughs> singing her like what I, five minute song in this episode. I I saw I saw that episode and I, and I was thinking to myself, "Gosh, I hope Luke doesn't watch this." <laughs> I like you and McGregor, and so I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's, he's good. He's the main character." The acting can't mm-hmm. be terrible, and the acting was fine, you know? Um, I'm just... Does anybody need a docu-series about this character, this guy? No. Like, who is this... Appe- uh, this appeals to maybe 0.5% of the population. Specifically, just people who uh, make dresses. So, like, uh, fashion yeah. designers. Or fashion majors in college. Those are the only people that the show appeals to. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. This is for people that watch uh, that uh, Tara Banks show. I don't even think it's that. Uh, I don't think those people would like that. Because you have to, like, understand, like, um, hems and... Uh, necklines and like everything about dresses and hats and yeah, fashion sure design so. to like really enjoy that. Like I, maybe I dated a girl who was a fashion major in college for like six months, and she was specifically yeah. she did dresses. So I understood a lot about this. Strangely enough, I don't know why, but uh, I mean the guy's story is interesting. It's just like who thought it was important to make a docu series about this guy. You know, it just seems yeah, like no. a stretch as far as a character goes. But maybe it's super important. Maybe I'm ignorant. I don't know. Yeah, no, I watched two episodes and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I give it a 5.5. I thought it was just barely above average. I don't know about you. I give it a 4. A 4? Really? Yeah. I still I thought the acting was good. Well, the acting is like... Maybe if you would have okay, fast-forwarded through the Liza Minnelli singing, you would have given it a higher percent <laughs> <laughs> of the show, look. <laughs> uh, the last thing I saw uh, was Fall River. Have you heard of this? No. Fall River. Okay. This I recommend you to see. Uh, it's also a Funny enough, a city in Massachusetts. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, uh, it it is on. So, sorry, I can't speak today. Um, I'm so excited for your Eurovision. That's the problem. Uh, so 
This is uh, about a reinvestigation of a murder of three women in uh, Fall River in 1979. Okay. Uh, it's the first episode is only out. Uh, I think this is on Epics or something like that. Uh, uh, I'm looking it up right now. It's available on Prime as well, but I think it is from Epic. So if you have Prime, you could probably watch it. Yeah. But uh, look, it is about the satanic cult uh, that uh, practice human sacrifice and their cult leader. And uh, uh, he was uh, captured and sent to prison without parole. But uh, oh, okay. 20 years later, yeah, they hunt him more. And so it's like based that. on a, uh, like a real story. It's not like a... It's not... It's a... I think it's made up, yeah. Oh, it's made up. It's fiction. I think so, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. But, uh, I give it an 8.5, actually. I really like the first Honestly, episode. if you would have said that it was non-fiction, I would have been like, eh. But if it's fiction, I'm kind of like more interested, strangely enough. Is that weird? Right. <laughs> yeah. No. I just think it's the doc that docu-series Netflix stuff is like, like we said last week, it's getting burnt out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that was the last thing I've seen. Okay, let's talk about Jupiter's Legacy, episode two. Do we have to? Do we have to? It won't take long, because I don't okay. remember anything that happened, because basically <laughs> the whole time me and you were just chatting about other things, because we don't care about the show. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> it, like, I, I, uh, what did happen in this episode? Uh, the dad oh. kind of like talked to the son at one point. Oh, and he also talked to the daughter who has, like, her own apartment for some reason? Why does the daughter have yeah. her own apartment in this show? <laughs> I don't know. But it says Brandon and Chloe clash with her dad. as Black uh, uh, Over the Black Star incident, Sheldon confronts a reporter over an expose on their family business. Uh, this episode is called Paper and Stone. And, like, could we say anything? Like, that literally... De I described exactly what it described, right? Yeah. That is more or less what it was for one hour of my life. Oh, and then there was this... There was the horrible scenes where they did these flashbacks to these characters from the first right. episode that died and we were like oh we're yeah. supposed to really care about these characters we were so attached to them after the 30 seconds they were in the show in the first episode yeah in the funeral scene yeah right it's like uh you don't understand character development apparently show um we don't yeah. even know who these people were and you're doing flashbacks to them like getting drinks at the bar like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm so happy that we're never ever going to watch this episode show again. Right. You just this you can't just put doesn't... sappy music under a scene and then expect people to cry about it, right? <laughs> but yeah, no. This uh, episode is getting a two from me. Uh, I agree. Two. Yeah. Hey, uh, AT and T uh, announced uh, forty-two billion. That's B with a B, B, B with a B. Uh, deal with Warner Media and Discovery. They are going to get together. Uh, the telecom giant AT&T announced Monday a deal to combine its unit Warner Media with Discovery. So, 
they're t- it's j- Warner like AT and T is taking Warner Media and combining it with the so AT and T is going to be like the overall. It's going to be the uh, the Disney of this situation, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, paving the way for one of Hollywood's biggest studios to compete with Netflix and Disney, like I said, under the agreement, AT and T will unwind. $85 billion in acquisitions uh, of Time Warner, which closed just under three years ago in a form of new media with Discovery. The deal would create new business, uh, a new business that is completely separate from AT&T, like I said. Yeah, and uh, for people that don't know what uh, Warner Media has uh, of things, they have CNN, True TV, CNN, uh, Cartoon Network, TNT... HBO Max, TBS, Warner Brothers, and uh, that is it. Discovery has TLC, Food Network, Home and Garden, uh, Animal Planet, Discovery, of course, and also Owen is on it. Oh, Discovery has so many more than that. That's just like the very sure, like sure. There's there's these little tiny channels that you would never. Uh, what was the one that? Um. What was the channel that? Uh, Spike? No. Uh, what am I thinking? The the rest. The, what, what, Impact. What was Impact called before it was Impact Wrestling? TNA. TNA. When TNA first left Spike, and they went to another yeah. network, that little tiny weird network, American, yeah. American something, that was owned yeah, by like, Discovery, right? Like they own all these yeah. little tiny weird channels that nobody would even think of. Yeah, where they had this hunting show. I remember that. Right. It was so good. Uh, hey, look. Uh, do you know what we really, really need is a doc, uh, documentary series. We don't uh, have enough of those. Nobody. Yeah, because that is what we definitely don't have enough of. And it's going to be about GC Max. And we're going to end up watching it, but I don't know what could possibly oh, yeah. be in this that's that hasn't been in the multiple Jeffrey Epstein docuseries, but it says right. Ghislaine Maxwell, a former girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, is going to come out. It's, oh, it's going to come out a series called Chasing Ghislaine, which was announced on Monday. It will premiere on Discovery Plus, strangely enough, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood Reporter, it will provide an inner look at Epstein's wealth and influence and also show how Maxwell's alleged role within the conspiracy, uh, which threatened a shadowy cabal of international elites and world leaders uh, who might do anything to keep their identities and motives hidden. That does sound interesting, Mm -hmm. but it's... I don't know if I talked about this before on this podcast, but uh, Eurovision started this week. Um, there's an American version of that called American Song Contest. What? Uh, and it's coming to NBC. I am so fucking stoked. Yeah, there's there aren't any song contests on American television, so this this works out. Shut well. up! <laughs> Shut up! Let me have my dream. Come on. Uh, it would be better if. It, what would you call it if it? Uh, how would you take United States and put Vision on the end of it? I guess it doesn't really work. Unid. No. Univision. 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 Oh, Univision. Yeah. Univision kind of sounds good. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, it says here, uh, 
the broadcaster it has boarded American Song Contest, which is being produced by a, the same team that's behind the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is expected to air mid-season or summer on NBC, so we're not really sure exactly when it's coming out. I am so excited. Speaking of I Eurovision... Mm-hmm. What about Eurovision? Uh, is there Corona there? It says here, following a positive test for COVID-19, the Icelandic delegation, uh, Sunday, May 16th, uh, said the whole team has been quarantined and is undergoing testing. Uh, today, a member of the Icelandic group, how do you say it? Daddy? 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 Daddy. Also Daddy. tested positive for COVID-19. The rest of the delegation, again, tested negative for COVID-19. The close collaboration uh, with the EBU and the host broadcaster have taken the difficult decision to withdraw from performing this year. So the yeah. group is not not going to perform. I mean, we didn't like this song as much as we did last year's song anyways, but I just... No. I still thought they... You even said when we talked about this song, like when we reviewed it, uh, yeah. that they had like a... They had a dark horse chance because... People might have had like a feeling of like, oh, that song should have won last year, and it didn't get it didn't get what it wanted, right? But uh, there is still a little hope because their song will remain in the competition and will be broadcast uh, from their rehearsal performance recorded on stage May thirteenth. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, so yeah. Okay, why aren't we just doing everything like this then? <laughs> Whatever. Because people want it live. Hey, we we talked about Florida uh, being in Eurovision. We were a little like, oh, is it going to be there? Is he not going to be there? They teased it back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. Guess what? Florida will be in Eurovision for San Marino. Uh, yeah. I mean, is he there yet, though? I mean, I'm not yes. going to see it until he's yes. actually there. Okay, he's there. Okay. Yes, he was there today. Today was the first day he was there. Uh, okay. I mean, that's that's cool. I don't know if... Mm-hmm. The song's still decent. I think... It, I don't... I don't... I honestly don't think it has a chance to win, but it's fun. It'll be fun to see Flo Rida, maybe, in the finals. I still think it, this song might get to the finals, so... Oh, this will qualify. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, talking about this, uh, hey, look, where can you watch uh, the semifinals or the grand final if you want to? Well, for American fans of Eurovision, Jeremy, uh, beginning Tuesday, <laughs> May 18th in, in 2021, the Eurovision Song Contest will be available to stream on Peacock. In the United States, I think this, like we said, they're going to do this American Song Contest on NBC. NBC owns Peacock, bro. Uh, so that kind of makes sense, both live and on demand. First semifinal will be available. The second semifinal and the grand fina- final will all be available. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, I was super worried that we had to use a lot of VPNs and shit and giggles to get you to watch. Uh... Uh, uh, Eurovision. I'm not that worried anymore. <laughs> uh, the, uh, well, there is one thing. It's like uh, if you have an Amazon 
TV or a fire stick that you can't get Peacock on a fire stick, which is kind of annoying. So I, I'm going to have to figure out a way to use it. I, there, I'll be able to do it on my phone or on my computer or something. I'll figure it out. Our email is another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Please send uh, Luke some nudes. Uh, also, <laughs> we're on Twitter at Podcast ADC. That's at Podcast ADC. We have a Facebook uh, group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Movies. <laughs> movie news. Let's start with movie news. Uh, remember uh, Psycho Gorman, Fro? I do remember that. We enjoyed that movie. It was fun. Uh, it's going to yeah. be available exclusively on Shudder uh, in yeah. the U.S., Canada, and the United United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, so, I thought that was like, I thought it was weird that they would put out a thing that I mean, Shudder. You know what Shudder is, right? It's the horror movie yeah, yeah. Uh, streaming streaming the, service. Yeah. There, Psycho Gorman is like a huge like selling point for this streaming platform, which I was like, that's kind of interesting. Psycho Gorman, I think, is be- maybe becoming kind of a cult cult thing. You know what I mean? If if they're trying to promote this as like the big movie to go um, subscribe to their streaming service for, mm-hmm. I-, I like it. Everybody go watch Psycho Gorman. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, hey, look, remember when Dune was coming out exactly the same day as HBO and in the theaters? I do remember that. It was a big... They were like, oh, it's going to be huge. Everybody's Everybody mm-hmm. wants to see Dune. Dune is going to... I'm sure the, the special effects are just as up-to-date as they were when they made it at this point, Fro, so... <laughs> I'm still looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it will exclusively debut on theaters because HBO didn't fucking ask the director if it was okay. And he said no fucking way. <laughs> Oops. Maybe we should have... <laughs> Oopsie! Uh, it says Warner Media has reserved its day day and date decision regarding HBO Max uh, and that particular big budget and that in this particular big budget title. So they uh, in in the contract I guess that they had with HBO Max, uh, there was a there was a caveat like and they they're, they're going uh, we reserve the right to to make a decision on this and we're we're not going to put it on your on your streaming service. So uh, this does kind of go to the idea of movie theaters coming back. I think people these they're trying to bring movie theaters back as like the way they were before, right? And I think Dune mm. is gonna. They're trying to make Dune as like the big new thing, the uh, the big new movie that's gonna be like, oh, everybody has to go see this, and everybody's vaccinated, so everybody can go into the movie theaters now. I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's gonna work? No, because I want to see that movie more than I want. Uh to see the final of Eurovision, and I don't... I'm not going to see it in theaters. You're going to wait till it's somewhere on online that you can find it, right? Yeah. 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 I think people... I, I think people are, might be used to just being able to sit at home and watch a movie, even if it costs them 20 or $30 to watch it at home. It, going to the movie theater, it costs you 20 bucks 
to get popcorn and and a soda yeah. costs twenty bucks at the very least, right? So yeah. Okay, Luke. Uh, did you watch any movies this week, though? I did. I saw MLK FBI, which came out what, like, in January, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think I've heard about this. It's a. It's a. It's about the involvement with uh, the FBI. The involvement that the FBI had in the life of Martin Luther King after he became a civil rights leader and how they sent him things saying, hey, you should kill yourself. Uh, They attacked his wife. They uh, smeared him as having sexual relations with other people other than his wife, even though he was a minister, which probably was true. Actually, there's some interesting stuff in there about his... uh, extramarital affairs and things like that that it's kind of interesting um it's got 99 percent on rotten tomatoes i'd recommend it it's kind of interesting fro uh i give it a i give it an eight cool anything else i saw oxygen which you saw last week right i did um i was not expecting i this has a, is a, has a twist in the middle, which I can't really ruin. But um, it, like Fro said last week, it's about a woman who wakes up in like a cryo chamber, and she mm-hmm. has no memory of how she got there. And the cryo chamber is running out of air, and she's trapped in it. And she has to figure out over the course of the movie why she's trapped in there, how she got there. Uh, who put her there, um, what's going on outside of it, because she can't see anything outside of the cryo chamber. But she does have communication with, like, a computer that is controlling the cryo chamber. Uh, overall, I gave this a 7. I thought it was good. Oh, the ending was so good. Loved the ending. Uh, yeah, uh, I liked the ending, but I thought, like, three quarters of the way through, the reveal there was even more interesting than maybe the ending was, to be honest. I agree, yes. Uh, I saw a movie called Women in the Window. Okay. On Netflix. Uh, This is a rare window uh, in modern times. Uh, It's with Amy Adams. Amy Adams is a good actress, uh, but this movie goes a little too fast for itself. Uh, it kind of, I understood uh, what the plot line was after like uh, half an hour. Uh, kind of like tired some kind of like storyline with this lady that is agoraphobic. Uh, and thinks she sees a crime in the window, and more she like digs for the truth, the more uh, things she finds out about her neighbor uh, that her neighbor isn't really her neighbor, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I will give this a six. Okay, um, I mean they've they've done that story a number of times since yeah uh trying to think yeah the rear window i mean the burbs do you ever see the burbs with tom hanks back Mm -hmm. in the day 
uh, that was kind of a good one. And they did one more recently. I'm trying to think of who was in it. They did the one with Superman. That was really good. Huh, okay. With him uh, in the wheelchair. Yeah, they've done, I mean, that story's been done a few times. And it's it's always kind of an interesting story. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, what else did I see? I saw a Monster on Netflix. Mm, yeah, I've heard about this. It's about a um, a young kid who's kind of, it says his world comes crashing down uh, when he's charged with felony murder. Right. Um, it's got Aesop Rocky in it. It's got Jeffrey Wright in it. It's got it's got a bunch of very good actors. The main character is very good. It's very stylistic. It almost feels like a play. Remember when there was that Oscar movie and we were like. Why didn't you tr- like adapt it to a movie? This feels like a movie that was adapted to try to feel like a play, and it's very mm. interesting. It's very stylistic. Like they go into the courtroom scenes, and instead of it looking like a courtroom, it looks like it. But everything is just gray and uh, gray and black. There's no like I don't know. the The courtroom looks normal, but they like take all the color away, right? So it makes okay. it very interesting and cool looking. Um, the story is very fun. Overall, I gave this a uh, 6.5. I thought the story was very cool. Some of the acting is not great, but I, I think the editing and the the stylistic acts, aspects of this is the most most interesting part of it. Okay, I have just one final thing that I've seen. Have you seen anything? No, that was it. Cool, because the, the final thing we saw together was oh, yeah. main speed. Right. Which we talked about last that, week. Yeah, with uh, Logan Paul. Kind of. He was in it for like, what? Uh, Two seconds. Yeah, maybe maybe one minute. And I, I think he had one line where he was like, cool, bro, or something like that. That was like his whole... <laughs> There was a lot of different just... influencers, like uh, social media influencers in here besides yeah. Jake Paul, though. Can I just say that I'm going to give this one critic that you maybe are not going to agree with, but I think the trailer is better than the movie. <laughs> uh, I thought they were equal. Like, when I watched the trailer, I went, okay, I'm going into, like, a very indie, it's going to be, like, a film school-esque kind of feeling to a movie. Mm. Uh, From the trailer, I I got what I expected. But that's me, I guess. Okay. Okay. I mean, if you went into this thinking it was going to be, like, a mainstream, like, blockbuster film... No. uh, Right. Then you were going to be disappointed. (laughs) No, I didn't, but I went into it and thought it was going to be a little more, I guess, moving. It's very slow. Uh, it's it's not bad in any way. It's just like, I, I, I thought it was a little too slow. Uh, but that's my personal thing. Um, I, I, this is, it looks very split. Uh, critic-wise, like, let's mm. see, let's check the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes because I feel like that'll give us a good idea. Audience score is forty-four, even, and the tomato meter is thirty-five. So, like, 
The mm. numbers are super low. Google users, 88. But, I mean, Google users always love every movie for some reason. I don't know what that's right. all about. Um, I, I, this was, it felt very indie. It didn't feel like a movie that, like, a lot of people would enjoy. But I really love the ending. Um, mm-hmm. How it, in the ending, the bad guy wins, in a way. Mm. Which you don't see a lot in movies. Usually in the end of a movie, the good guy triumphs right but in this in reality you think about it the bad guy won the two people who were the good people in this situation they ended up at at a funeral and the good guys on stage like rich and powerful and people are following him it's like that's pretty amazing that's a great way to uh take one kind like take the idea of how a movie is supposed to be created and then change it. You know what I mean? And at certain points, this movie felt very preachy and it's kind of like, eh, what are you trying to preach? preach right. It, it felt a little boomer. Yeah. Because of the yeah. anti phone, anti social media concept of it. Um, but, but I think also, it did have good points where it was saying like oh, yeah. social media can be good, but once it gets infected by like mainstream culture, that's when mm. social media becomes bad. Right. So I think there is a good message there in a way like social media is good as long as it's independent. But as soon as social media becomes infected by like mainstream culture and ideas, that's when social media mm. becomes uh, a danger to itself. Right. Right. No, I can't uh, agree more. Uh, I just think that uh, uh, this movie is not for everybody. I do recommend it, though. I gave it a 7.5. I don't know about you. Okay. Yeah, I gave it a 7. Which is, uh, obviously, it says 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, 36% on Metacritic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's much better than that. Okay, are you ready to see the trailer for Profile Look? I'm going to guess that it's about somebody that makes a profile on a social media site. So you think Google is involved in this since they actually have the real Google search engine? You know in movies when they like do a fake Ooh, search engine? Something that's going to get people talking now. I might have yeah. something. So they must have like some. They must have kind of a stake in this movie, is my guess. How do you make contact? I created a fake profile, posing as a young convert. To I'm a new convert to, to Islam. Okay. Kind of hot. Do you think? <laughs> the IT guys can record your desktop. Amy, tattoos are prohibited. Can you see the tattoo? No. Ready to go. New gender of trailer. Okay. Salam alaikum, my sister. So she's catfishing a a jihadist. Is that what we're seeing here? Yeah. Only then will he give me a guide into the recruitment process. Come here. I'll give everything. Oh, she's a reporter. That's interesting. You're brave. I admire in a man. Can I ask you what your job is? I don't want to talk about it over the internet. There's journalists everywhere. Journalists. And they've got no morals. The vultures, you know. Exactly. 
It's hard to tell whether the camera work is good or not because the quality yeah. is bad because we're looking at everything through Skype. <laughs> yeah. Babe, is everything all right? Oh, it is. The people buy uh, that made on the front of stuff make so old play. That does make sense. Is that why it looks this way? Yeah, I love them, Brendan. Hey, baby! What are you looking at? Nothing, I'm looking at you. You wouldn't lie to me, would you? Baby, I, I bought the ticket, I'm coming. This has gone far enough. I'm reeling him in. Who's there with you? No, you say you are. What? My God, I'm sharing my screen. <laughs> He's a terrorist. Oh, my God. You know who I am? We'll find you in a matter of minutes. No, 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 please don't. Delete your account. I need to make sure there's a connection so I know where he is if he's behind my door. Amy. What's How much of the interest is coming from the music in this like trailer, though? I don't know, but I really want to see this movie. <laughs> but, but yeah, this it does look about? interesting, doesn't it? Yeah. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Look. Profile. An undercover Brit British journalist risks her life by infiltrating militant extremist groups online. Okay. 61% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 54% on Metacritic, 74% of Google users liked it. Starring Valine Kane and Shazad Latif. I uh, went to the Rotten Tomatoes, to the Verified. Uh, half a star from Dennis B. Absolutely waste of time. Not a movie. You were staring at the computer screen the whole time. And I was thinking to myself when I read that, I was like, what else is fucking new? <laughs> <laughs> Utterly annoying. Nothing new in the plot. And predictable. Uh, you go to the movies to escape this. Then Chris gave it full stars. Five stars, that's full stars. And said, loved it. Very intense, especially knowing it's the truth and thus happen. It's a good educational movie for teens and young adults to watch and learn. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I guess I'd have to see it, mm -hmm. but... I went to the Facebook. Victoria Cooley says, I sat on the edge of my seat for the entire movie, she says. Which I think is a good thing, I'm assuming. Uh, but Robin Marie says, uh, We didn't shout, but man, we could have been playing a drinking game based on the amount of times we commented on how, how stupid she was being. Uh, but this was tense. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, also coming out this week is a movie called Ghost Master. If that doesn't sound like a horror movie, nothing does. It sounds really uh, dumb to me. It sounds like a comedy horror movie, maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, a domestic role, uh, assistant decided to remake a brand new love movie, but a uh, constantly rewritten script awakes real ghosts which processes the actor and causes the death of field personnel. Oh, it's it Japanese. I see, okay. Yes. It has 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 3.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd, 2 out of 10 of my drama list. Never ever heard of that before in my entire life. 
I mean, that's my drama list, Luke. I'm trying to... Th- no, I, I don't... Is that a thing? Sure, uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, another thing that came out. Us Kids, a documentary. After a mass shooting at Majority Stone Douglas High School, which claimed 17 lives, a number of students rally themselves around the tragedy as an opportunity to speak out against national gun violence. Uh, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 65% on Metacritic, 92% of Google users liked it. It's a documentary, so it's got people in it. (laughs) It's a documentary, it has people in it. Those who wish that I don't know why I find that so funny. Those wish me dead. Uh, still reeling from the loss of three lives. Hanai smoke is a smoke jumper. What the fuck is a smoke jumper? Like in the forest fires. Oh, who perceived the watchtower high above mountain wilderness? She soon adventures Connor, a skittish boy who. Blood fled, traumatized, and run off uh, on the run in the remote forest. As Hannah tries to bring him to safety, she's unaware of the real dangers to follow. Two relentless uh, killers hunt, hunting uh, Connor, and a fair blaze consuming everything in its path. Directed by Taylor Sheridan, with people like Angelina Jolie in the lead. Is in the movie. Um, another oh. thing that comes out: the Dijin, oh. uh, a mute boy, becomes trapped in his apartment with the sinister monster after making a wish to fulfill his heart's greatest desires. Uh, oh, like the the Jin. So, like the Jin. Oh, okay, I, I like genies. Okay, uh, forty-eight, four point eight out of ten on IMDb, eighty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, two point eight on Letterboxd. Okay, so. The scores are a little all over the place. Uh, starring Rob Brownstein and Tiva Poe, whoever those people are. Cool. Finding you. Violinist Tinley Sinclair travels to the Irish coastal village to begin her semester stu- studying abroad at the bed and breakfast by uh, her uh, host family. She encounters Beckett Rush, a handsome actor. Is filming in another installment of her of his medieval movie franchise. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> romance sparks between the unlikely pair, Beckett enjoys a, a journey for Finley, transforming her heart, her music, and her outlook on life. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds super romantic, yet not up my alley. Brian Ball has directed it. Uh, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. This is 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 5 on Facebook, and 85% of Google users liked it. It has Catherine McInera and Rose Reed in it. And finally, a thing that came out. Spiral, working in the shadow of his father, Detective Ezekiel Banks and his rookie partner take charge of an investigation into grisly murders that are eerily reminiscent of a city's gruesome past. Unwittingly entrapped 
into a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of a killer's morbid game. Uh, this is a Saw kind of sequel, right? Or prequel? Yeah. Or is it a sequel really, or a prequel? I don't really know. I don't know. I just would want to see it. I, right. I, I like the Saw movies. I think they kind of got bad towards yeah. the end. But I always liked the one girl uh, from Becker. What was the girl from Becker? What was her name? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. She, she got can enough. Did she get canceled for something? I think she got canceled for something. Uh, but I always thought she was funny. Nowadays, nowadays you get canceled by everything. I'm sure we will get canceled by saying that Israel did something wrong this episode. <laughs> I, th well, I, I think the tide is kind of turning on that, uh, to be honest. I think a lot of more oh. people are saying that... Uh, Spiral is starring, what, Samuel Jackson, Chris Rock, Josh Stolenberg, mm -hmm. uh, directed by Darren, Darren Lynn Bozeman. Okay. Oh, did I yeah. get the scores? 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, so not great. 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 39% on Metacritic, but 85% of Google users liked it. I think this is one we should probably look at the audience score. Uh, 75% audience score, so... Maybe don't listen to the critics on this one. AudibleTrial.com slash another digital system. That is it. Get the book. Get it free. Get it for third day. Get it. Get it. Get it. Uh, Luke, who is going to win Eurovision? Uh, right. Um, I know who I want to win Eurovision. Who's going to win Eurovision? I, I don't know. Uh... I don't know. Do you want to, to know my top three? Sure. Okay, I'm going to say it's either going to be friends, fr France, I can't speak, France, uh, Malta, or Switzerland. Switzerland? Okay, I wasn't expecting that yeah. one. I, uh, I probably think... Right now, my thought is Malta, but I... Yeah. Uh, I don't think France has as good a chance as you do, but I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong on that one. We'll see you next week, because guess what? We will talk about the Eurovision final review. I promise it will be the final thing we talk about. Here's a weird uh, idea. What if this whole thing with COVID and Iceland, what if it helps them? Because people will feel Ooh. sorry for them. I, I That's the first time I, I thought they... about it, but... People will be like, "Hey, they they got COVID. Maybe we should throw them a, throw them a vote. Throw them a vote. You know what I mean? Maybe. Hmm. Could be. Uh, we will also talk of news of the week. Uh, we will do another uh, digital uh, review of the dry. Uh, I was going to make a pussy joke there, but I am not going to. Uh, oh, I was thinking dry? like a. Something to do with uh, prohibition. Oh yeah, mm. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh Jeremy, round. Uh, uh, do you have anything? Oh, the swell entertainment thing seen and heard yeah. review was very funny. Um, she is so funny. I, I just thought I'm she. Going, we. I'm going to manifest her on the show. <laughs> we're manifesting that. Yeah. 
No, I'm yeah. actually going to try to get a hold of her, actually, to be honest. Um, but, <laughs> yes, we are manifesting that as well. Um, I thought she agreed with almost all the points we made when we talked about yeah. it. Which, I mean, yeah. I guess that's kind of confirmation bias. It makes us go like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that's what we said, so we like it, right? But um, I think she was just correct. She she also did, I mean, we do what, like, we talk about it for five minutes. She did a 30 or 25-minute video on it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I do think it also was kind of like when we spoke about it, when we watched it, you know, like, she mentioned a lot of things that we mentioned to each other. Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. That we didn't mention on the show, and just how she talked about the ending. Because um, we had even gone and like researched what does this ending mean, like on like looked it up to try to like figure out what the hell it was supposed to be be about. And she even at the end was kind of like, "Yeah, this didn't mean anything. It was just nonsense." Gobbledygook, yeah. <laughs> Nonsense gobbledygook. That is the tagline of this movie, uh, or of this podcast, I mean. Uh, Hotel Transylvania 4 got a new trailer. I oh, I book. saw it. I saw it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I I liked three firsts, Transylvania. That's what made me... Uh, I saw it and I was like, oh my god, Fro is going to be so stoked. Because <laughs> I know you love these Transylvania movies. I don't know why you like them so much, because I haven't seen them, but... <laughs> I really, really like those three movies. Uh, what is it? Are they I just adorable? Are they fun or funny? Or what? what yeah, is they're it? they're just so fun and so good. Oh, okay, I really, cool. really, really enjoy them. <laughs> I mean, I guess I have to check them out. Um, I recommend them. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's Adam Sandler's best work, if you ask me. Uh, I'm seeing something just now, uh, two hours ago. Barack Obama just said something very interesting about UFOs. Uh... In appearance on The Late Show last night, the truth is that when I came to office, I asked Wright, was like, all right, is there a lab somewhere where we're keeping aliens, specimen, and spaceships? And, you know, they did a little bit of research, and the answer was no. Uh, that's what Obama said about UFOs last night on the late, the late, late show, apparently. <laughs> this is... I'm not sure I... Yeah. I'm not sure I believe him. Oh. Uh, but Obama said more about UFOs, and things got really interesting, it says. Uh, Obama said, what is true, and I'm actually being serious here, is that there are, there's footage and records of objects in the sky, and we don't know exactly what they are, we can't explain how they are, how they move, their trajectory, they did not have easily explainable patterns, and so, you know, there is, you know, I think that people still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. Okay. That happened last night, apparently. I I mean, I don't watch any of the late, late shows because they're all garbage and trash, so. <laughs> oh, and this is the one with James Corden, so nobody saw this. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I have some Gwyneth Paltrow news. Oh. Don't you know Gwyneth Paltrow news? Yeah, uh, my favorite. There's a man. I will send you this article. Uh... Gwyneth Paltrow's goop sued as a man claims the vagina candle 
exploded. A, a Texas resident has sued the company after burning the candle for three hours before it come in gold in high flames. I, I for some reason have already heard about this story. There, have we talked about this before? No. Oh, okay. Weird. I'm getting deja, strange de deja vu of, of this for some reason. I don't uh, know why. Texic, uh, Texan resident is seeking a jury trial and damages for $5 million. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Texas re resident Colby Watson. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Never heard of him. All right. <laughs> okay. I feel uh, like that's going to get thrown out okay. as, as a friv what do they call it? A friv frivolous lawsuit or whatever, but we'll see what happens. Oh, let's keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on it for next week. I mean, you remember the hot uh, coffee at McDonald's lady. Yeah, but she that was funny. before all the frivolous lawsuit laws came into into like accordance here in America. Like that was like one of the ones that people cite as like a ridiculous lawsuit or whatever, so Okay, uh, this podcast episode is coming gently and very assembly to an end. Uh, it was nice to talk to you. I will not talk to you in one week. That is definitely, definitely true. Uh, <laughs> it's not like we have plans this weekend or something. What are you going to get for Eurovision? <laughs> Do you have any food plans, like snacks? Or... Uh, Oh yeah, definitely. I I am going to have pizza, and then I'm going to have pizza, and then I'm going to have beer, and then I'm going to have beer. Pizza and beer, maybe some ch some chips or crisps or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I have too much of that, you will uh, ask me to mute myself all the time. <laughs> it's only Skype has this weird thing where it like <laughs> if you don't talk for a little bit, it'll focus mm. the sound on like whatever the it loudest so thing in the room is, right? Yeah. And then if you're eating yeah. chips, that becomes the loudest thing in the room. It's kind of annoying yeah. when that happens. Yeah, it is very annoying. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to this week, to be honest. This has been a very great week, and uh, this podcast is always the highlight of my week. Uh, I am sorry to say that probably my highlight of this week is coming, going to be on Saturday, but it's once a week, so I think I'm allowed. Uh, once, once a year. year. I mean, so, right. Yeah, I think I'm allowed to have that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be my first time, so let's get to it, and we'll see you guys next week. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>